All right. What's up, Stu? What's up, Kevin? And we are in for episode six. What are we talking about today, Stu? We are talking about leadership or leadership skills and what it stands for and how to be effective in that field. And I guess uh, examples of where you can show that mindset. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, <clears throat> leadership. I think one of the, the most important things for a leader to do, this is this is based on reading and listening to some books, my own experience of being led by people and leading other people, is getting to know your people and connecting with them, knowing what motivates them, knowing what they enjoy doing, knowing why they're there, um, knowing... Knowing that is probably the first and most important thing to do is getting to know your team, right? Um, on a personal level, professional level, right? I think that's, I mean, to an extent, knowing at least some, something about your team in order to lead them um, is, I would say, probably the first and, and most important thing. Because if you don't know them, how do you know what's motivating them? How do you know what other external factors this person's juggling with in their life? How do you... How do you know how to manage or direct that person or relate to that person? You can't. If you if they don't respect you as a person, how do you think they're going to respect you as a leader? They're, they can't. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, what do you what do you think about that, Stuart? I uh, I couldn't agree with you more. I think it's all about finding where we're coming from and where we're going. Right. Mm -hmm. The leader's job is not to force people to do something against their will never works out then you're just a dick that's why they're called dictators i guess mm -hmm. um but it's really about hey we all seem to be a little bit lost here a little bit flustered here a little bit confused maybe scared or even nervous you know but i'm here or she's here or he's here to help us find the light at the end of the tunnel you know i think some of the defining qualities of being a leader is not about being bossy, but it's really about optimism. You know, and going back to your point, I need to understand everyone's situation, but do I have the optimism to take everyone um, where they're at in terms of where their head's at, their mental confidence, and take them all to the next level? Mm. It's about being unselfish and being optimistic. Because there's something very, very attractive and endearing, I guess, about confidence, right? It's just we're instinctively wired to be drawn and we're like magnets towards anything that's positive, right? Opposites attract. Negative and positive, not to be cheesy, but if you don't feel like you have hope and you see someone who has a fountain of hope just oozing out of them, just this confidence that doesn't matter if everything goes to shit, everything will be fine at the very end you're going to gravitate and just go towards that person and just whatever they say, you almost want to follow that person. You know, it's not about forcing your ideas on other people. It's getting people to have your buy-in, you know, mm -hmm. have your buy-in and see your vision, see why at the end of all of this, it'll all work out. Yeah. I, I'll build on that a little bit more too. Cause I, I agree on that with, from an optimism and you mentioned vision, I think it's also really important to have a, a leader who states their vision very clearly and communicates and articulates that very clearly to the team. 
then sets up the correct environment in order for the team to achieve that vision or build towards that vision. Um, and I, I think that I, I can't stress that enough is, is making sure that is very clear, right, to the team, being able to set expectations, right, drawing the line in the sand um, and saying, hey, look, this is my, what I expect of you. You know, what do you expect from me? What can I do to help you achieve what we're trying to accomplish here, right? And setting that expectation and making sure that it's very transparent and clear and that there's a culture of candor, honesty, accountability, accountability yes. in order to achieve that vision that mm -hmm. you've set as a leader. Then once you set that expectation and that vision for the team, being able to set, set that very clearly, right? And understand, hey, this is what I expect from you. That, um, what is it that you need from me in order to achieve that? And then providing the resources for that, right? Um, yeah, I, I would say that that's a, a really critical factor as well. Yeah, yeah. going back to what you're saying, um, that saying that lead by example, mm -hmm. it really does matter because mm -hmm. if you're telling the people that are following you to, hey, I expect XYZ from you, but you are not doing ABC, mm -hmm. you have no credibility, yes. right? If I expect you to work 110% and you see that I'm only putting in 80%, you're going to be like, fuck no, I'm putting in 110%. Yeah. Like, where's that extra 30% going to come from? It's not coming from you, mm -hmm. right? But if you are working yourself, you're working at 150%, then they have no excuse to not at least be at 100%, mm -hmm. you know, in terms of determination and just uh, effort that they put in. If they see, damn, the person that's leading me is working twice as hard as me. If I don't work half as hard as he or she is, I'm letting them down, mm -hmm. you know? That's interesting. So <clears throat> I think it could be, that's where I guess I would have a different viewpoint on mm -hmm. what leadership could be. I agree on leading by example, but I th would take a different belief in that of saying leading by example is for sure important, but example as in your consistency and decision making, right? So for example, you say you set an expectation to someone, right? Your sales goal is to do this, or your goal is to be able to do X, Y, and Z consistently every single month, mm -hmm. right? And that's the expectation that you set. Um, and then say, for example, you set that for one person and then someone else didn't accomplish that goal. And because I favor you and that person doesn't, that person does accomplish it. I don't, I treat you guys differently or something like that. Mm -hmm. Right. Or being able to do something like that and, and, and kind of having inconsistent inconsistencies in the way that you lead, I think is like super important. But the reason why and kind of tying it back to, um, the effort, the effort portion is. I don't think that a leader necessarily need, should be as hands-on, like micromanaging everybody, like doing certain things to ensure, like, like because there's some leaders too who think they need to make decisions on every little bit of it and micromanage every single decision. And I think that is an ultimate failure as a leader is when all decisions are predicated on you, right? I think it's really important. At least the leadership style that I believe is. The leader leader model right how do you build a team where it's self-sufficient where certain decisions can be made um by themselves or certain decisions can be made 
with other team leaders before larger decisions need to be made by yourself, right? What if um, your team can state their intentions on trying to accomplish something or solve a problem and all you need to do is approve whether those intentions are correct or incorrect, right? And then being able to observe what the results of those intentions are and then recapping why and maybe providing the right resources to help that person accomplish their intentions, which ultimately align with those that vision. The reason I say that is because if you're the ultimate bottleneck for every single decision, your team will operate inefficiently, right? And so I would say as kind of a subset, I agree with leading by example, but I also think in addition to adding that, don't micromanage. Yeah, I yeah. guess it's also what stage we're in. <laughs> yeah. I think I was thinking more so in the context of, of mindset, not yeah. in terms of, I don't want to say bitch work, but but quote unquote, my new work. Obviously, yeah. you're not going to do everything for everyone. That's not the point of being yeah. a lead. The point of being a lead is, to your point, being able to delegate, being able to train other people to do the more minute things so that you can focus on the big picture things mm -hmm. that that's that's kind of what we're getting at is the ability to to delegate i think one of the bottlenecks like you said for a lot of people trying to get into that next level of leadership or to lead a team is they have this feeling that they have to do it all on their own whereas the real the real key to to i guess excelling in that leadership role is to be able to trust and empower other people to do those things so that you don't have to that have is to, key right there that, trust that trust and power but how do you build that trust it goes back to the first thing that you talked about at the beginning of this podcast which is i need to understand where you're coming from and i need to understand what your ambitions are and i need to align our big picture vision with your ambitions so i put the right people in the right places and then the delegation of those responsibilities are correct 100 percent. i think good leadership is ensuring that your teammates that you have your teammates best interest at heart and that you're making decisions on that and you're putting them a, in areas where they will excel and where they excel you excel 100 percent. while seamlessly at the same time being able to accomplish the ultimate vision for that team being together, right? Right. Everyone has to be on the same page. Everyone needs why to be we're on the same page. Yep. Um, and I think a good litmus test of whether you're doing this effectively or not is if you were to disappear from your business from one for one day, for two days, for a week, for a month, mm -hmm. what condition what your business look like when you come back? Yeah. The longer you can be out of business and come back and everything is still running smoothly like a well-oiled machine yeah the better your leadership management style is 100 full autonomy i think is 100%. eventually what you want to get to yep yeah I, I i think so too and when you take on the micromanaging a lot of things fall to pieces because when you're not there nothing moves right exactly and i think you bring up a really good point right so being able to trust and empower right? Trust and empower and learning how to empower and empowering in the right way, um, in the right direction. And that all comes back to the first thing in order to empower in the right way, you have to know who that person is. So it comes back down to getting to know your team. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, what do you think is the best way to approach like getting to know your team? 
I think not coming from a position of I'm your boss or I'm your leader, you know, I'm here to impose something on you. But one of my favorite things to ask was just be like, hey, you know, a very basic question is like, what what brought you here? You know, what do you want to get out of this? I want to make sure that you achieve everything that you want to achieve mm -hmm. out of this. And I'm going to help you get there. Mm -hmm. But at first, I need to know what it is you would like to, what your end goal is. Mm -hmm. you know, because I think asking a person what their end goal is, is a, a very powerful tool. Yeah. A lot of times people just come in, they tell you, do this, do that, do that. Well, I don't care about doing this and that or that. You know, it's arbitrary to me. I don't see how this connects to my end goal. Yeah. But if I find out, oh, your end goal is actually not to be in um, sales, but to be in customer service or human resources, right? Then I might not force the day-to-day -day tasks that's required in sales. I might find things that'll help you get to those positions while in the process helping the team run smoothly. You know, I might delegate you to maybe working on scheduling for the staff, right? Mm -hmm. I might delegate you to working on marketing events, mm -hmm. you know, or I might delegate you to thinking of brainstorming ideas for, for um, I guess, like celebrations or events or whatever it is, instead of focusing on driving sales specifically, right? It's, it's all about finding what, what the person wants, but within finding what they want, knowing what you need in the long run, and then connecting those dots as best as you can. Killing two birds with one stone. Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm all for killing two birds with one stone. Yeah, no, I 100% I, I agree with that. I wanna, I'll add another subset to that too is um, doing that once isn't enough. You need to do that on a consistent basis. Yes. And as a leader, I think it um, we can make the mistake of not doing it on a consistent basis because things change, people change, right? Your goals change, your end goal, your end goal changes, your hobbies change, the things you like change. Like maybe it's not what you thought it to be. Maybe you end up saying, "I do like this role," or maybe the role that I liked before isn't actually where I want to end up. Exactly, because at the end of the day, we don't all know exactly what it is that we want. But so it's important as a leader to always consistently check and build a relationship with your team. It's an ongoing basis, right? Even in your personal life. You can't just talk to someone once and then think you have a relationship for the next five years. That doesn't work like that. No. It needs to be consistent. Like, hey, you know, how's so-and-so coming along? Or, hey, I know you mentioned you really enjoyed this. How's that, how's, that going? how's that working out for you? Do you still enjoy it? Is that something you still see yourself doing? Having those important conversations on a day-to-day -day basis are critical to make sure the machine is consistently well-oiled. Because you're going to need to do those tune-ups, right? Mm -hmm. The same cogs might need to be replaced by different cogs because it might have want or do a different function now or something like that, right? And I think that's that's um, something that also is really important with building those relationships and having those conversations, doing it on a consistent basis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think on the flip side, we were talking about how you elevate people and how you kind of understand people mm -hmm. but on the flip side something as important as elevating people is learning how to cut out the weeds you know get rid of get rid of the dead weight yeah um, I, had to, I had to be you know sort of dick about that but one bad apple is going to contaminate the entire pool mm. if you let that the one bad apple or that one that one person with that negative attitude just yeah. fest, fester there it's just going to just multiply and spread into your other workers and before you know it, 
it's already too late. Yeah. That one coworker will cause more damage than good. And sometimes it's just better to know when to cut your losses or correct, take correctional action early and often. I, I agree with that. I think that it comes back to what we were talking about, right? Setting those expectations. And if those expectations are misaligned, then you're going to need to take that approach of that hard conversation, right? The hard conversation. Yeah. And, um, and I, one of my mentors taught me this um, on how to approach those. And I think maybe you can find some value in it, but it's SBIR. What does that stand for? SBIR. Yeah. So S stands for situation. B stands for behavior. I stands for impact. R stands for results, right? So um, let's start with situation, right? So whenever you're coaching someone about, let's say, a misalignment of your expectation, right? You you never want to make that person feel like it's them that is wrong or that they're innately incapable. I know, I know exactly. Right? It's not like I'm calling you out. I'm not calling you out. I'm just telling you what I observed in the situation. So you start with the situation, right? It's like, hey, you know, I noticed um, this. This is what I saw happened, right? This is what I saw. This is or you know what I observed, right? Um, it seems like, or right? It, like. it seems like it sounds like, yeah. and then you go down to the behavior. What behavior did you observe about this person? Right? So you can say something like, I noticed when this happened, this is how you reacted, or this is how you approached the, the situation. And then you focus on that approach, right? Then you focus on that. It's not about the person. It's about the Don't behavior. Make it Don't, Don't make, make it personal. personal. It's about the behavior, right? And talk about, hey, if you continue to do this behavior, this is what the impact is going to be for the team, right? This is the impact of what your behaviors are, right? Then the impact of this behavior is going to create what kind of result? A negative or a positive result? A negative or positive result, right? And if it's a negative result, if this, con- if this behavior continues to happen, this is what's going to re- result, mm-hmm. all right? And then then you can and then make a recommendation so our other than results can also be the recommendation right so what's the recommendation hey so this is what i recommend on how we can approach changing that behavior on how we could change that behavior so r also stands for recommendation mm-hmm. right so sbir and using that framework to coach that person in the right way uh without making them feel and then Coming back to this, um, being able to be consistently do that, right? So you don't play favoritism. It's about the clear expectation of setting that consistently and being able to take that SBIR approach. And after three or four times of coaching, back to what your point was, I say, hey, you know, I thought we had an understanding last time when we talked about the recommendation or Mm -hmm. the results of this continuously to happen. I've seen this uh, as a consistent result. I thought we had a deep understanding and, you know, is this something that, you know, that you, you don't see eye to eye to you, that you don't necessarily agree with. If that's the case, then maybe we can have you, you know, look for other opportunities that might fit what you're looking for. Right. Mm-hmm. And then taking it that way. And then like that, you know, you're, you're going to have to cut it out when, when you can, because it, at the end of the day, as a leader, your job is to make sure that, 
their best interests are at heart, and if their interests don't align, right, then they to separate. help them find a different yeah. interest, right? It's not here. Your interest is not here. It's probably somewhere else. So maybe you should just go somewhere else to look for it. Exactly. Yeah. I would take a step back in that SBIR as well. Yeah. I think um, another important step, that's a very powerful format and organized tool yeah. to align with a person. But it's also to, one of my favorite things to do is that self-reflection part. Mm. Before I come and tell, let's say, the individual what's wrong or what, what I already in my head think needs to be corrected, yep. I'm going to give him the opportunity to speak first. And yeah. what do I mean by that? I see XYZ behavior and I think it's it's bad. It's bad mm. for the business. Yeah. Or it's just, it's not in alignment with what the company or the, the vision and goal is, yeah. right? I might go to the individual and ask, hey, how do you think that went? How do you think your actions, um, you know, played out, mm. right? I'll ask them to see where their head's at. It yeah. goes back to your first step, always checking in mm-hmm. and always understanding where their head's at. Because mm-hmm. if their head's at, I don't think I did anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Then you know, hmm, this might not be a problem of defiance. Mm-hmm. This might be a problem of self-awareness. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to correct the self-awareness factor. Yeah. Right. But if the guy or the girl knew that, you know what? Yeah, I did fuck up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. So you understand. You're self-aware. You knew you fucked up. You knew that was not the thing that was supposed to be done. I don't have to give you that hard of a time because you're able to admit and keep yourself accountable. But my recommendation, going back to what you're saying, would be to do this because you understand the impact and the results that will happen because of that behavior. But if you go to them and they don't see anything's wrong and they repeatedly do that, that's when you know you're fighting an uphill battle. You're fighting a lost cause, so to speak, because that self-awareness factor is not there. Then it's about helping them understand what the right behavior is. Exactly. That means that might be an issue on your behalf as a leader of right. not setting the right expectation. Exactly. So right. sometimes it might it might be exactly. It's not always the other people's fault. And I think one of the key, um, I think, virtues of being a leader is not just being optimistic, but being able to reflect back to yourself and saying, "Hey, if there are ex like." five or multiple people working under me that are struggling maybe it's not their problem maybe there's something there's something wrong with my style of leadership yeah and i think as a leader being able to identify that and accept as reality and tweak your approach is super critical and super important because everyone's different you're not going to be able to use the same method or approach for every single person I I hundred percent agree so with that. So adaptability man. and optimism, I think, is really really important. Adaptability, adaptability, self reflection, accountability, g- accountability, knowing, getting to know your people, right, is super important. Um, and and let me know if you agree with this or, or if you don't. Mm-hmm. I, I find that when you're at that higher level of I guess leadership or just managing multiple people and delegating, mm-hmm. so it's not about knowing the granular details of every single thing because you'll never ever be able to catch up to every single granular detail it's about knowing the person or you know the department or the resources that can help figure out what you don't know as long as you know that there are things that you understand that there are things you don't know but you know someone else or another individual or someone you can trust to fill in your knowledge gap then you're you're going to be just fine i mean it's not to say you shouldn't learn and have the approach to try to understand everything from a big picture but 
if you don't understand something, as long as you know the individual that does understand that, it helps fill in your knowledge gap from a big picture perspective. Yeah, I 100% agree. And I think it comes back to setting the right expectation for that individual as well, right? So when you're putting someone to place, whether it's like another department or whether you know, it's it's a, a person versus a department. I think those behaviors and those expectations are also very important as well. And even on a macro sense, I mean, you could always quantify the different actions of each department and be able to look at those metrics from a high level perspective and be able to see, hey, you know, what are some of the behaviors that are associated with this kind of, these kinds of metrics, right? Right. So maybe you might not know the micro, yeah. but you can talk to people who are dealing with the micros every single day. Yeah. And you can reverse engineer it back to the macro. Correct. And tweak what needs to happen with the micro to mm -hmm. get to that macro. 100%. Yeah. No, I agree. I think, I think that's, we, we covered a lot on leadership today. I think there's also like a lot of tactical things we could probably talk about and how to approach these different things. But I think that's pretty good, at least for this podcast. I mean, we covered a lot, right? We covered things about setting expectations, right? And then the uh, SBIR. SBIR. We talked about getting to know your team, which That's is like the most important thing. If you take one thing away, it's getting to know your team, right? Um, and getting to know your team and not only just getting to know them once, consistently doing that. Right. Just because, because you had that conversation once. It's not a checkbox. No. It's a habit. It's an everyday thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's important. It goes back to you. You went to Chaparral, right? In mm -hmm. middle school. Remember mm -hmm. what is what's his name? Um, whatever, a vice principal or whatever. He had this one saying that he would chant every single day on the public announcement. You have no some one, pretty good memory, man. I don't even remember those days. I remember this shit. But <laughs> you have a very vivid he, middle this, school memory. <laughs> it's this, this freaking lion's mane that you're having me drink, man. This coffee yeah. tea that you have. Me. Oh. Right, pass that coffee over. All right, thank you. <laughs> but. Uh, but um, the line was, no one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. Mm. It sounds so cheesy. I used to think, okay, what the hell does this mean? Like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm just going to care about everybody. But really, it, it's important because if you don't give a shit about me, why would I give a shit about all of this? Why would I give a shit about your vision, right? Yeah. But if I sense, hmm. Here's a guy who's optimistic. Here's a guy who has a vision, who has an end goal. But here's also a guy or girl who cares about my well-being, cares about my development, right? Who's going to hate a person that, that cares about their well-being and their, their growth? Yeah. Everyone can appreciate and respect the person who's looking out for their best interests as well. And I think that's the key hallmark of being a good leader. And I think going back to what we talked about before this podcast started, I think leadership is not a position or a title, but more importantly, it is a mindset. Mm. Yeah. 100%, man. Any adding thoughts, concluding thoughts you no, want to add? I, I love that. I think that's a good place to, to end it. Um, so, you know, if you're listening to this all the way to the end, uh, thank you for listening to us. Um, if you enjoy this podcast, we appreciate if you go ahead and leave us a review. This helps us get more visibility and more listeners. Um, and if you have any questions or want us to tackle another topic, send us an email or you can tweet at us in the podcast details. Um, but yeah, until next time, guys. Absolutely. Thanks.